Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Here's for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? It's going very well, Connor. How's the energy levels this week? How's the technical issues this week? Are they are they through well, the roof? <laughs> Well, I plugged Facebook back in, okay. so we should, and WhatsApp is back running, so we should be completely okay. Okay, provided, mm. oh, no one just starts jiggling cables in the middle of this recording. <laughs> Have you ever seen the picture of the guy, like, in front of all the wires? Someone had a really uh, great post of um, that on Twitter, of just, like, Mark Zuckerberg right now, <laughs> and he's just <laughs> staring at, like, this big wall of wires, like, what the fuck do I do? I'm convinced, like, anytime you see the big wall of wires... Or, you know, the, the control panel with all the buttons and switches. There's got to be a couple of them that just do nothing. And they're just there for <laughs> show, right? Like for symmetry. Did you, did you work for Facebook last week? <laughs> I just turned all the buttons off. What can I say? <laughs> Some of these have to be fakes. We better just keep pushing them. Better go one by one by one. (laughs) (laughs) So this is Movie Monday, Sean. Now, we are in a bit of a weird spot because next week is going to be a pretty massive week. And that is due to the fact that the DC fandom is taking place on Ah, the 16th. Right. So next week, we will be jam-packed full of DC trailers. But what that means is DC are being very subtle this week. They're not giving too much away. But we do have some reports, maybe some insider scoops that, of course, we have not gotten. We are not insiders. I know nothing. But I heard a man talk about it to another guy. Okay. (laughs) So, and and this guy, this man who was talking to that guy, see a trusted confidant of yours, Connor? Um, his name was Mr. D.C., we call him. We call oh, him Mr. D.C. D for D's nuts and C <laughs> for C's nuts. Cock. <laughs> Connor. D's nuts. D's nuts. <laughs> How dare you? Um, so, Sean, movie one is we will start this week with some pretty big news. And that was the final trailer for... Dune. Dune. I'm mispronouncing it. <laughs> Dune. Um, so this movie comes out October 22nd, I think it yeah. is. Um, and so it's very weird that they would release... I don't know if it's weird, but it is very unusual that they would release a trailer this close to the release with new footage. Not just like clips of the last three trailers thrown together. Yeah, but I feel there's a reason for it. Because the tone of this trailer is quite different from the other trailers we've gotten. So I feel I, like this trailer is trying to mop up whatever's left of the audience that doesn't know what June is. 
And do you know what? I think, now, if some, maybe some people haven't seen this trailer, but it's come out, so we're going to talk about it. And that is, I think this is the best trailer that they've put out. And I don't know why, but watching it, I was like, this is epic. This, oh my God, the scale of this is amazing. That, yeah, this trailer delivers, like, scale that we haven't seen before. Because it's new footage. It's a lot of footage of battles and ships and b- battleships, if you will. Um but the other trailers were much more about, I would say, nearly like appealing to, you know, like the, the the June fan people who already know what June is. But this one is just like, no, this is what you're in for when you come yeah. and see this movie. I, this is a lot more like, I, I don't know if I haven't gone back to watch the previous trailers, but the, from what I got from this was external shots so this is more like this is what we're working with in terms of everything else how everything looks whereas i think as you said the rest of them were trying to introduce the story but more importantly you've got a lot of famous people in these movies and yeah. so the first thing you do with a trailer is you show off timothy chalamet you show off like you show you show off zendaya like you you go through all of the people you have jason momoa as well momoa gets a lot of play in this trailer as opposed yeah. to all the other ones and I think that is you show this is this is the plot. This is who we've got now. Look how fucking beautiful it is. Come see this movie. It's gonna be real cool. Yeah, and also here's the bad guys, and yes, like here it's 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 like here are the stakes. Here's everything you need to know going in for this movie to make sense. Did you see the dragonfly ship? That was the one that really got me. <laughs> it's unreal. It's an ornithopter. It's called. See, um, I was going to ask you, as you are a resident expert in this world, is that um, is that mentioned in the books? Like, is that description that they are like a dragonfly? In yeah, the book? They, like that they have dragonfly wings, basically. Um, looks cool. Looks cool it, on film. Looks really cool. And a big part in it is that you hear those coming before you see them. You hear like the thup, 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 thup of the wings flapping. So I'm really okay. looking forward to the sound design in the movie, uh, oh. kind of delivering on that. It's gonna be cool. I'm gonna. It's gonna be so fucking cool. Also, Oscar but, Isaacs gets a fucking. He has it down like the regal lord who's still a good family man as well. Yeah, he does that. I, really and I think well. we just we naturally trust Oscar. He's a likable man. He's, he's, a he's just a nice boy. <laughs> that, that's Poe we just gotta trust him that's apocalypse under 8 layers of makeup <laughs> I trusted him then guys guys hear him out I think he's on the right path here <laughs> but no it, like uh, this trailer seems it's it's much more blockbustery if that and yes not saying that in a disparaging way at all but it it feels like no, this is a big showpiece event movie that people need to yeah, see. If if the previous movies are introducing everything, this is to show the scale. Like this is like if they they had a scale uh, a, a dial there and they just put it up to eleven, and they were just like, no, this is big. And yeah. watching this was the first time I was like, oh, holy shit! Because then it comes up as like, oh, it's like Lord of the Rings and Star Wars, and that's the perfect time to do it in this trailer because people who aren't as involved as those, maybe, are watching it going, what is this? This is... Yeah. Jesus, this looks really big. And, like, all these famous people, this... It, it's going to get casual people in, just for the the cool look of it. And I think... Yeah, your general people, audience kind of thing. Yeah. And I think there's, there can't be a lot more said for just, a movie looks cool. <laughs> like, that's, it's important. So, it is important. and. It's something we don't like to admit, but if you just go and see a trailer and go, that looked real cool. Someone's like, yeah, I might go see that. Have you seen that latest trailer? Yeah, I yeah. don't know what it's about. And it might be, like, it, after, because there's been, like, test screenings and, and things like that and, you know, film festival screenings going on of this movie. And that's how now they have all those reviews that they can pepper into the trailer and put on the poster and, you know send it out to news publications to be like, oh, and this, this these people called it the next Lord of the Rings. And that's all you need, or the next Star Wars. Like, that's all you mm. need for these things to be successful. Now, here here is a question that I was thinking of watching it, though, is that it promises such a grand scale. But on the other side, we know that this film is only technically part one. So, like, the first half of mm. the first book 
So, will that leave people disappointed when they go in thinking, look at the amount, like, this is so big, and it's two and a half hours, and it's not resolved at the end? It's a good point, but, like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that aren't resolved at the end of movies, but people are like, oh, I can't wait to see the next one. Like, uh, the end of Empire Strikes Back. Like, that, that movie resolves nothing. But it it leads into uh, Return of the Jedi, and people are real hyped at the end of it. The, the idea is that within the movie itself, you give the audience something that they have closure. So halfway through the book, I'm assuming shit goes down. But is there a point where they can go, okay, stop? There is. Now let's and go again. The first book was originally published in three parts in a magazine. Okay. And then after the fact, it was all collected and published as a novel. So if you think like, and it's the same story that's being told. So that same story that was told in three parts was so successful that people kept reading to part two and then to part three. And then there was enough momentum behind it to get a book. And now there's enough momentum to get another movie made of it. So I think like the story is there and it has convinced audiences to stick around in the past in what is... Uh, it's a tough read at points you know so (laughs) if if people are willing to buy into that i think they'll buy into oh i'll see another two-hour film of this and i i think just the plot itself i mean it could get bogged down i'm i hope i'm hopeful it's it would but if there's something that you show this beautiful world that they're on they've got to go to this world and then the whole family go there and they all get start, pick, get start picked off. Like, or yeah. They start getting picked off, I should say, one by one. And then you have Momoa trying to defend his... The, the kid of the family is like, okay, you're with me. Um, and so, like, Momoa also, I'm assuming he'll have a massive part in this. Um, what's the deal with the blue... You know, when they turn into, like, particles? Is that... They're shields, are they? More so than just, like, they're not holograms. No, yeah. So the, there is um, hollow shields in June, and they're used in fighting. Um, so, like, you could throw a knife at someone and it would deflect off of the shield if you do it too quickly. So when you're fighting, you kind of have to do the fast swing, stop, intentionally plunge. And so, like, it, it's just... It's it's to separate. That's how like the rich people fight, and then the desert people. It's just like there's no shields. Like if you get hit with a knife, you're going down. Yeah. So okay. it's another separation and, thing. And and just even the fight scene in this, and I also very very small thing, but we've seen the conversation between Timothy Chalamet and Jason Momoa, but from like it's a different take. So it's yeah. him talking about the dreams, and then he's like, well, more important things happen in, in the real world, like not in dreams. But the first time it's kind of said jokingly, like he's taking the piss out of him, I think in the last trailer. And then this one, it's kind of taken from a different point of view. That's like, no, you need to stick. Don't get distracted by all that yeah. stuff. Because Duncan is like, he's, that's um, Momoa's character, Duncan Idaho. He's like, he is a soldier. Like he is just focus on he's just the best soldier that someone can possibly be so it's totally right for him to be like dreams are fine but we're going to a planet that was controlled by our enemies in the past like you should focus on that right now and and that weird dream girl i would just forget her just for a little bit because we're going in here and then halfway through i'm assuming he's like oh wait that's the dream girl (laughs) quick that's the answer to all of my problems shit man you didn't say it was zendaya (laughs) I'm going back. <laughs> Let me into your dreams, kid. beating him across. Let me in. <laughs> um, look, I think, does this trailer help with your excitement levels? The, oh, yeah. I'm this, really hyped for this yeah. movie. Okay, we've got two weeks left. And then it's coming. Is it? Is it even two weeks or it is? It's, it's a, just under two weeks. Just, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's I mean, long enough away. It's long enough away. I, yeah, we'll definitely do the review on that. It's going to be pretty big. I, I hope that um, when we do the review, I don't come out with lots of questions 
Um, but I probably will, Sean, and that's where you come in to answer that's, all my idiocy. That's so, fair. That, here's the thing, because we usually do full spoilers for the movie, but I'm assuming it won't be full spoilers for the series. Right? No. Okay. No, I'm, no, it's just just for that movie alone. For that particular movie. So you can listen to it if you've seen the movie, and I'll be on my best behaviour. Please. Um, so we're moving on to our next piece of news, and this is a news story, Sean, that caught my eye. Because I think it's so perfectly up our alley that it's movie news, but it's stupid. <laughs> so, oh. Because I have Face Off 2. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Hear me out. Hear me out. See that reaction? Yeah. Apparently, this might surprise you, studio execs having the same reaction, Sean, because I have oh. Face Off 2 script is apparently too confusing for studio execs to understand. I believe it. I really believe it. <laughs> Face Off 1 script. I'm amazed that ever got made. Like, yeah. That was, what, 94 was Face Off? Yeah, um, around then. And they took a man's face and put it on a different man's face. Yeah, so they were playing each other as themselves, but they were two different actors. Like, yes, that's well. You need Oscar winner Nicholas Cage for that kind of role. So, in face, does it, I assume it doesn't give details about the script of Face Off too? But I can only assume there's more faces being more offed. Yeah, um, it it. <laughs> I love how it took you a so. second to process. <laughs> <laughs> I was like going to answer it properly and then I was like, wait, that should be a question. Um, So apparently uh, the the writer of the movie, Simon Barrett, he's been kind of giving interviews um, this week. And he said, I want to say something that people haven't mentioned yet. It took Adam and I two years to pitch Face Off 2 because our pitch was so confusing that the studio just kept saying, we think we like what you're saying, but can you just explain who's got whose face on in this scene? Jesus Christ. That's an amazing sentence. That's like a professional had to say. The, the writer of the film has actively out loud said the line that he definitely should have kept to himself. They had to ask us so many times, what's happening? I think I like it, but who's who and whose face is where? Like, I I mean, face swap technology presumably has gotten better since mm. 94. So, oh, so much better. Like, in, in the world of face off. Like surely, because it worked so well in '94. Surely now they it can was seamless. swap brains or something. <laughs> it was seamless back then. Sorry. What can we do now? What if it's a face-off situation and you can swap faces with people, but you can also swap brains with other people? But does that not ultimately be a pointless situation because you've just given your own face and brain to a different body? <laughs> no, because you you swap faces. So Nicholas Cage and John Travolta swap faces. Okay, so Nicholas Cage's oh, brain still is in, in John Travolta's face. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and and so okay. and we're just sticking with Cage brain Travolta face for the minute, because right. then we bring in Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill <laughs> as another duo, and now. Nicholas Cage's brain is in Channing Tatum's body, and Channing Tatum's brain is in John Travolta's. Okay. But no, Nicholas Cage's body with John Travolta's face on it. Right. But and then where does Jonah come in? So Jonah has swapped with Nicholas Cage's body. No, with John Travolta's body with Nicholas Cage's face on it, and Nicholas Cage's <laughs> No, John Travolta's brain, and now Dave swapped. And then what you do is you get Channing and Jonah, and then they do a brain swap. So now, okay, but they and then Channing and Jonah swap faces with Travolta and Cage, who then twenty-two face off street, tw- <laughs> twenty-two face off street, of course. <laughs> do you know what? That's where Hollywood's going. That's that's the real role. Like, some- if you tie anything into that new Jump Street universe that they have, you can do whatever you want. It doesn't matter. They were, they were going to tie in with Men in Black at one point. They they were, yeah. No, I, I just feel like the idea that they've actively come out and said, yeah, they didn't understand what was going on. It wasn't apparently until they wrote a 35-page treatment that the, the studio finally understood who was who 
and whose face was where at every single point that they were talking about. That treatment might be the first treatment in history to actually include diagrams. Because <laughs> absolutely they were like, and now person A has face B. And also he says, but now there's a lot of enthusiasm at the studio level. <laughs> oh good. Oh you love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> so now he's like, they're all in. Because now we've got this plot down, they understand it, we understand, we all understand face-off too. Now it's so simple, we've broken it down. We still don't have people's faces to take off, but we now have the story locked in. It's it's bulletproof. You can't go wrong, plot points. At which point will we get to like a point in film where, you know, di- like Disney owns everything and everything's just a copy of a copy of a copy... But there's this mm. weird indie movement where two men will actually swap face, like in real life, and then they'll film that. Like, there's going to be, that's going to happen, like there's going to be that shock level of cinema. It probably exists yeah. somewhere on the dark web, I'll be honest. I mean, I'll just type into my dark web account here now and I'll just, I'll check it out that's for you, fair. don't you worry. Yeah, just yeah, close um, your dark web Facebook while you're at it. <laughs> Facebook already is the dark web, Sean. Uh, all the <laughs> information's there. Oh, no. Oh, no. Mark knows everything about us. Oh, no. But if you're looking to protect your data, the best service you could... <laughs> Shut up. Shut up until they sponsor us. <laughs> oh, someone give me an ad read. I'd be so good oh, at it. <laughs> I think you'd be excellent at it. It's your Thanks. one thing that you're good at. Yeah, I do it for free. I won't do it for free. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're not meant to do it for free, but you do do it for free for some reason. For the love of the product, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love audio so, You do. Um, so we're going to move on to our next piece of news, Sean. That face-off two news was only there for that one quote. That they were just like, <laughs> we think we like it, but we don't really understand. It's fair. It's fair. I've often felt like that about movies. Um, so we're moving on to some Star Wars news, Sean, and oh. um, there were some details that surfaced during the week. A pretty big news, I would say, about Obi-Wan Kenobi, everyone's favourite character from the show. Um, he's, of course, getting his own Disney Plus show um, yes. that's coming out, and Mr. Ewan McGregor is making the return. But another thing that kind of came up is that... What could happen, also we know Hayden Christensen will reprise his role as Anakin Skywalker or Darth Vader in the series itself. It has now come up that, according to the reports, Obi-Wan Kenobi will see, perhaps, an Obi-Wan Kenobi Darth Vader rematch taking place in the series itself. Interesting. But... Wasn't, didn't, hmm. So, <laughs> they have the fight above the lava. Don't underestimate well, my yeah. power. I have the high ground. Yeah. The, and so Anakin, on. the Emperor is evil. Not from my perspective. I disagree peak. respectfully. Peak writing. It's somehow better yes. than Palpatine returned. Uh, <laughs> so somehow. Anakin jumps, loses three limbs out of the five limbs he will lose in total over the course of his life that's and a terrible ratio of loss of limb <laughs> to limb absolutely awful my friend 60% <laughs> gone in one stroke <laughs> and then then Anakin becomes Darth Vader Obi-Wan goes to live on Tatooine years later about 20 years later Luke is a grown up and then they fly yeah. and then Darth Vader and Obi-Wan have a fight and I thought that was intended to be the first time that they had seen each other since the delimiting. So <laughs> the delimiting. But I but John, you're kind of forgetting the one sacred rule of Hollywood, and that is wouldn't it be cool though? It would be cool. Oh, mm-hmm. he's right there, ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. it would be cool. Because the reports are that Obi-Wan Kenobi will see the Jedi causing mayhem for the newly newly formed Galactic Empire. So he's going around causing a bit of mischief, I take that as. Maybe, you know, like just pushing people over. Maybe just the odd, like, string across the road when they're flying and if the car flips over, it's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm familiar. 
At one point, Kenobi will stir up trouble by completing a rescue mission, successfully saving a character key to the Rebel Alliance's cause. As matters escalate, Darth Vader is dispatched from his castle on Mustafar in an effort to intercept his former master. Right. And they'll have, you think they'll have a fight? I can only assume there's going to be a scene where Darth Vader goes, fine, I'll do it myself, and grabs the helmet. Ah, very uh, good. Yes. Maybe. And he, like, and he comes wearing stilts, so he's always on the high ground. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the th- like all of his cybernetics give him an extra couple of inches on Kenobi. <laughs> But he comes up like on a pogo stick. You can't fucking take me now, can you? I'm always on I'm the high ground. <laughs> and Obi-Wan's like, I have the moral high ground. I didn't kill children. Oh, fuck. Not from my perspective, Obi-Wan, no, he'll say. I think he, if you think about it, if you think about it, Anakin. Mm. <laughs> That's it. He has a slideshow. I'm just like the first slide. Think about it, Anakin. And he just keeps pointing at He has the Ten Commandments, just like, thou shalt not kill. And then he gets, like, annotate in Google Meet. And it's just like, children, thou shalt not kill children. He's I, and he's, like, rubbing his temples. He's rubbing his temples, like, I didn't need to think I needed to explain this one to you, Anakin. I felt like you'd fill in the gaps yourself. But obviously the younglings were off limits. Surely you'd understood that. So, how many years into... Darth Vader is this series like presumably it's like I would probably guess 5 or 10 I mean it does say the newly formed Galactic Empire so how far is newly formed like it could be a year year, but that doesn't make it doesn't make any sense because you McGregor although he looks fantastic he doesn't like it's not going to be a continuous or a carry on I mean you could do 5 years um, yeah, the man is an age, so I suppose you can do it whatever. Still looks great, yeah. Like I, th- yeah, I think maybe five years, and then give them fifteen years until their next meeting, I suppose. But I feel it's kind of weak, isn't it? To just be like, ah, oh, let's just have them fight again. Do, like, do you think that they should have done Maul rather than Vader? See, he, he fights Maul in Rebels, and re- okay. in Rebels. Maul is like, after all these years, I meet you for the first time again. And it's like, oh, okay, you've really nailed down when exactly these two have met. Like, I don't think there's any wiggle room there. I think it would be better. And I and this might annoy some Darth Vader fans. I think it would be better if Darth Vader was afraid to face Obi-Wan. Like, he has PTSD. I mean, he lost all of his limbs. He lost all his limbs, yeah. He lures him back yeah. to Mustafar. <laughs> <laughs> the delimiting already oh, no. occurred. They're in, like, the chocolate river room from Willy Wonka. And it's just flashing between that and lava for him. And he's having a fucking nightmare time. But, like, I would love it, like, if... Like, Darth Vader was just sending hordes and hordes of fucking stormtroopers at Obi-Wan. Just and he's just like, killing them all. Yeah, and he's just like, I don't, I'm not, I don't need to go down there. And he's just saving face. Yeah, I think that could be like a really interesting. Look, I don't care how cool you are, right? If you fight someone and they take all of your limbs, I think the next time you fight them, yeah. you're gonna have a second. You're gonna have maybe a moment to go. You know what? Might not be for me. The next time you fight them, you are going to make sure that they are an ancient old man who already wants to die. Okay, <laughs> and like, hates the series he's in. <laughs> and the thing is, is that there is like precedence in the comics for Darth Vader having softer moments. Like there's a there's a comic that takes place during Empire Strikes Back, where C three PO's all busted apart, and Anakin like orders everyone out of the room, and he just gets C three PO's head and just like presses it against his own. Like he's like because he he built him. And he's like, yeah. oh, this is, a, this is a reminder of everything that ever happened to me ever. Uh, so I just think it would be cool if he didn't want to face Obi-Wan again. Yeah, I, I think that's a good... And also, I think that's more interesting as a character if he would face him. And look, at the very end, you could have the face-off and they start to fight. Obi-Wan immediately gets the upper hand. He's like, nah, I'm out. Yeah. I don't, I'm not getting involved in this. Yeah, like, I, or, like, 
He's captured, they're about to fight, and Obi-Wan just, like, jumps off of the building, grabs a robot, flies down to a bar, buys some death sticks. <laughs> pops back, hello there. Hello. Then pops back to the death sticks. <laughs> Goes, lives with the sand people. Like... <laughs> It's, it's I think this is why they don't, they don't get us to write Star Wars because we just want to do prequel stuff again. <laughs> just yeah, it's it's always callbacks to the original trilogy. Yeah, where's the callback to Wattle? I want death sticks. Is that too much to ask? What are, I just what, want some death sticks. Imagine like, what if this series took a turn and it was just like it was it was just fucking train spotting. But Obi-Wan was on death sticks the whole time. And he just, he's fucking miserable in the desert. And he's just high out of his mind. The, the, only, the only way he lights his death stick is with his lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, like he just he burns it, it off, burns the end, and then just flicks it off, puts it back in his pocket. He has, yeah, he has his big lightsaber. Then he has a little tiny one that's in the shape of a spoon. And he's just heating <laughs> Darth Vader finds him and he's just like, oh man, come on. Oh, this is, <laughs> this is, this is not you, how, man. How, how am I in the better position of this morally? And I killed some kids last week. Yeah, and like Darth Vader spends a year nursing them back to health and then is like, well, back to my empire. And then, and Obi-Wan's like, that was a crazy fever dream I had. <laughs> <laughs> I better go stop some rebels. Wait, no, not the rebels. Like he's been in India and now he's like, wait a minute, wait a <laughs> those minute. younglings kind of had it coming. Now that I think about it, fucking oh, I've got the kid killing itch right now. <laughs> <laughs> he gets off the death sticks and on the kid killing. <laughs> ah, one more addiction solved. <laughs> Healthy substitutes. <laughs> Um, yeah, look, I think this Obi-Wan series could be really great. Um, I'm really excited about it. Um, especially after The Mandalorian and everything to do with that. Like, it, it, There's some good stuff coming out. I think it'd be good for a bit of nostalgia pop if you brought back Vader. I don't think it needs it, but if you want to bring him back even for a scene, that's Yeah, cool. I think this is because of like the Luke return in The Mandalorian. That did really well online. And... With Darth Vader, you just get a man in a suit. Like, you don't need to pay Hayden Christensen to be in the suit they, if he doesn't want to. They did say Hayden, Christ- Hayden Christensen was on set, though. So, I mean, if he was, is just that I, a waste of a paycheck? He's eye-acting, I suppose. Like, I, I mean, do, do you need him, like, in reality? I mean, just don't pay someone less. Just get somebody else in. Yeah, Bladen Christensen. Huh? <laughs> His brother. of course of course of course very unimaginative parents there but no I think he's just going to be like in healing tanks and shit like that brooding I think that's going to be a lot of his acting in this yeah and then you get him on the press tour as well so yeah yeah. win win you get Um, get those photos of them like staring at each other being angry and shit oh it's going to be good it's going to be good and they'll be asked how much did you work out for the role it's going to be good oh I can't wait for that question he'll be like I didn't I'm all CGI now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they'll be having laughs about how old they are oh yeah. it's oh, it's going to be an absolute riot um, we're moving on Sean to our next piece of news and this is rumours we've got rumours coming out for there could be a bit of a spin off of one of the recent Marvel films in development and that is Zha Ling's character from Shang-Chi or Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi. I should say the Shang-Chi spin-off series centered on Zhao Ling's Ten Rings is in de- in development, apparently. So Interesting. This is, L- of course... Let's just say spoilers Sha- for Shang-Chi, just while we're talking about this. Uh, yes. Um, so this is, of course, uh, Shang-Chi. Um, what happens is at the end of the series, his sister takes over the Ten Rings and she is now in charge. And so the idea is that there will be a spin-off series based on her basically rebuilding... The Ten Rings from scratch. Yeah, yeah, and like and making it a different organization. I see, I don't think they're gonna be like the Ninja Avengers kind of thing. I think they'll still do some shady shit. That illegal fighting tournament is definitely still going on, as we've seen. Oh yeah, that'd be pretty cool though. Yeah, but it could be a cool way to introduce like the hand in Marvel, uh, in the MCU, like the 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 
the essentially League of Assassins um, that you could, you could have or, them be. Or if people are more likely to like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Foot. The Foot so, Clan, of I mean, course. Very similar. Very similar. Very similar. Uh, comic book writers, as it turns out. <laughs> Quite funny guys. Um, no, like, well, I, I mean, it's co- like Stick, Stick trades Daredevil. They're trained by Splinter. So he's just a little bit off stake. It's a little bit. Just a little bit. Well, he's a rat. Like, he doesn't need to be massive. Oh, no, he is big. Because of the rate. Ah. Oh, he's, he's, he's big for a rat. He's big, big for a rat, Sean. Big for his age. You're right. Uh, <laughs> big for yeah, he's somehow like 100 as well. It's very strange. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. But what does make sense is this Jialing series spin-off that they're thinking Go for about. It. I think that would be fun to see. Um, like, it'd be nice to get more of a... I suppose more characters' viewpoints about the shit that happens in the MCU, you know, like yeah, and and I think it's always interesting when we have spin-off series like this coming from a film. But I mean, it, within the film itself, she even says the line, if you remember, like she's like, "Oh, if my dad won't let me into his empire, she's going to build her own empire." Um, I think that's that's not verbatim but it's along those lines of like if he's not going to let me involved in his thing I'm going to build my own thing and that's why she sets up the fighting ring that's why she has that whole separate thing on the side yeah. um, and so now she has all this group and this team it's interesting where they'd go with this because I was getting the impression that she's more she's not like outright good and I don't mean that in a bad like she's not like just the hero of the story. No. I, th- I, I think the Ten Rings are seen as more like underhanded. They're they're just a gag. They go like like the foot, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like they're and and they don't. They're not. I don't think they have like you know end goals of like take over the world. But I think if they see like a corrupt politician, whereas Captain America would bring them into jail, the Ten Rings, the new Ten Rings. Might just kill him, you know, and not feel bad about that. Yeah, I I think this could be really interesting, but also, how do you make this a series? Would be my like this rumor has come out, but my question is, how is this? What's the end goal? Like, are do they come out of it looking like heroic? Do they stop worlds? Like they save the world, or do they just kill off politicians that pissed them off <laughs> for the whole series? I mean. Uh, it could be a like, like a vengeance kind of thing, like the families. Well, I suppose the Mandarin already killed the families that killed her mother. He he did do that, didn't he? He did, uh, yeah. So who is she killing? Who is she mad at? Shang Chi. Shang Chi mainly. Trevor Slattery. He could die. Oh, that'd uh, be a good end of the series. Just kill him. Slow torturing him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pulling his. Pulling That's the, the ten episodes. Out. Yeah. One fingernail per episode. So. Uh, the delimiting <laughs> happening again. Because I feel as well that like Shang Chi is going to be looking after any mystical problems that take place. Yeah, he's uh, got off with the Avengers though as well. Yeah, so I feel like she would be more unless she's kind of replacing the role of like the Red Room in the MCU. You that's know, not like, good <laughs> no it's not no but like with a better fucking organisational practices um, but right. I, they've got unions yeah so like crack teams of assassins on missions and shit like that uh, okay well, like maybe they're, they're they're hired out to do things it could just be what if it's just a fictional fighting tournament and they just do that like could, that would that's actually probably cooler than anything else that they could yeah. do just like Mortal Kombat the series I mean and just have it under the MCU guys yeah and they can and this will take place after Spider-Man so they can bring people in from any dimension they want <laughs> I'm bringing back Toby bring Toby in <laughs> no I want the X-Men from first class to fight the X-Men from the last stand oh Oh, who wins that? The last stand has it, I think. How? Because, like, they're just... They have early 2000s powers. They're not grounded. They're not limited to reality. Mm, But they have... But 
Last stand, no, not last stand. First class. Are we going to a first class team? What's the, what would you say is like the peak team of that era of of X Men movies? Oh, um, see, the, hmm, <laughs> it's a good one. First class has Magneto and X on the same team, though. That's so I don't true. know what you're coming up with. Uh, you have Famke Janssen's Phoenix, I guess. <laughs> yeah, who who has Jean Grey that are both powerful with Professor X? They're the winners. I, I think it's probably... X2? Probably X2. Actually, yeah, yeah, give me the X2 team versus the Dark Phoenix team. Ooh, okay. See, the Jean Greys cancel each other out. And then you got adult Cyclops against child Cyclops. Adult Cyclops, Cyclops has taken that. Yeah, uh, adult Nightcrawler versus teen Nightcrawler. Mm. I think Alan I think, Cummings I think, think Yeah, I think so. Um, but then, as long as there's um, any Magneto and X, any team that has the two of them... Uh, Magneto and Dark Phoenix actually he does have oh, that train fight oh, he that does have that sa- oh it's such a good train fight such a good train fight <laughs> we did a review of Dark Phoenix when it came out and we spent an hour being like this is shit like this is a real bad movie and then it got to that one train fight scene and we were like this is the best scene <laughs> I've seen all year this is the best Magneto scene that's ever been put to film or a comic oh. <laughs> 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 we didn't we didn't go big we just went home yeah, we <laughs> it, did. it was go big or go home but we said this is the greatest scene ever put to cinema um, a lot, lot of people agreed with us but go back and watch oh. it it holds up we were in cans at the time so they might have been a little we, bit pissed <laughs> I was <laughs> I was sipping my martini of course of course um, <laughs> so we're moving on to our next piece of news and this involves doubts about a certain project that we felt was a home run that the green light oh. was up, it was ready to go. Um, and that is Joker's Yakin Phoenix has cast doubt on sequel reports, Sean. Interesting. So the actor playing the titular role of the Joker mm. has said, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> so the story goes that they did Joker 1, massive success, DC are absolutely delighted with. But from recent months, the stories that we've been getting out from Warner Brothers is that they are all all steams ahead for Joker 2 and even the Joker 3. Todd Phillips has been like, I'm in, let's go. We made like nearly a billion dollars on the last one. Let's fucking go. And we also, reports in even May or June of this year said that Phillips had actually already signed on to direct Joker 2. Which right. is why we were like, well, if he signed on, I'm assuming it's going to happen. It's it doesn't make any locked sense. In. Um, but then Yakin Phoenix was asked in a recent interview this week, um, he said, asked if a sequel will happen, I don't know. <laughs> he said, it's a really interesting guy. There are some things we could do with the, the guy and could explore it further. But as to whether we actually will, I don't actually know, to be honest. So... He's right. he's not too sure, but Todd Phillips is signed on, so I guess, I'm confused. I guess they just want to work on it for a while and see if there's anything doing there. Like that, like that, there would be. They, they'll just look into okay, where will this story go? See, does that test well? And then they'll be like, "Hey, Joaquin, you want to do another Joker movie?" Um, mm. No, if he doesn't want to do it, I have a theory. Okay, they're going to do a you, prequel. No, I got. Well, <laughs> They've already done you know, the prequel. You know the thing in the comics, the three Jokers storyline. Yes, that the Jokers are endless or ageless. Yeah, that you, that they're basically like the different ages of comics. So like the what a golden age, silver age, and then the fucking mental Joker. They were they're all the Joker, and they're all operating at the same time. That I think. Todd Phillips's Joker is set in like the seventies, isn't it? Yes. So what if you set did like a one set in the fifties with like more of a wacky Joker? Or you could do like one set in the modern times with the Joker now who rips off his own face and then like sell it back on. That's 
that's that 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 that's a bit of a strange version of the Joker, I would say. He's pretty evil. Pretty evil, to be fair. Do you think if they asked Jared, he would do it? Um, <laughs> Jared's delighted. Jar- Jared wants to be Yakin. Is yeah. what I, has how I would describe it. Like Jared wants to be seen in that light. Yeah, um, he wants that like iconic portrayal of the Joker. It's, it's interesting, or just in general, just as a performer. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, it's it's not often that Yaki Phoenix will go back to a role. It's not often he does a sequel for anything. Yeah. He normally just like does one, knocks out of the ballpark, moves on to the next weird movie that he's locked in, and absolutely kills the performance again. Um, it's only because it was made on a sixty million dollar budget and it made one billion dollars that it's for anyone who's ever done anything to do with film or if you've ever seen one film if i told you that recovery over the how much it cost you would say well they'll definitely do a sequel then so it's it's strange to think that they would but also i think it's much better if they don't so it's kind of a weird position to be in that we're like we were locked in to be like, this is a bad idea, and now it might not be happening, and I don't want to get my hopes up that it won't, though, because it could also just be Yakin Phoenix hasn't been told <laughs> that the script is finished. That's true. But also, like I feel like I feel like that there's just not as much hype as there was at that point. Because yes. when Joker was announced, we were coming off the back of, like, you know, Batman v Superman and Justice League and Aquaman and all this kind of stuff. So a different take on a comic book character was fairly interesting. So Mm. I think after Matt Reeves is the Batman, depending on how well that does, I think this Joker project might get new steam behind it. And DC will double down on doing movies that aren't connected. That's interesting. It could also be a situation that they're waiting to see how the Batman does for if they want to change the Joker and like recast yeah. another Joker because I mean if there's anything in the world we know Warner Bros are always trying to recast a Joker into a different Joker because everyone knows who the Joker is and everyone knows who Batman is so they're always trying to recast those two roles but would it be cheesy like would it be uh, like predictable to at the end of the Batman set up the Joker as the villain for the second movie it it would be it would be bold is what I would say, but not Yakin Phoenix's Joker. I'm thinking they'd go, they'll probably go a different Joker again, so different from so, Jared yeah. as well. Yeah, they'd have no, to I, go think, I think I yeah, I think they would do a clean break and just be like, okay, new Joker for real this time. Let's do it. Mm. It's David. <laughs> He's got more here. damaged. <laughs> He's got tattoos again. I think ah, oh, the Joker. I I I have a feeling like he would. There will be a bit where he walks into a tattoo parlor and is like, I don't want any of these, and then walks out. Like, that's how burned they were. Because what would be better is if the Joker tattoo damaged on other people's heads. That would make more sense, wouldn't it? It would be that's more of a psychological, like, fucked up thing. Yeah. And, like, if the Joker tattooed ha 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 on people, that makes more sense than him getting sitting down in the chair and getting those tattoos and doing the this aftercare process. I, I don't mind the fake teeth. I'm not ba- I'm not I'm okay with you that because Batman the knocks them all out. I do I'm not a big fan of, I mean the grill is just more he's like a gangster, what can you do? If that's what they were going for. But mm-hmm. the ta- the damage tattoo just still makes no sense. <laughs> but I think it would be funnier though if they did um a reboot of Joker, but then they just redone the same look. Of, yeah, of Jared's Joker like they never changed anything they're just like we're just going to recast it people like, won't notice the, but to be fair I think with a dare I say with a better actor that oh, Joker could have worked that's double Oscar winner Jared Leto you're talking about it might be it might be but how's that mm-hmm. Morbius movie looking <clears throat> we don't know Sean there you go. I don't know <laughs> Um, we're moving on to our next piece of news and this is something that Sean I think you'll be interested in it's about Pokemon Um, so we recently had a live action kind of live action movie of Pokemon that was Detective Pikachu Um, and Pokemon fans may soon be getting another live action film 
and the start of a proper shared universe, says one rumour, Sean. Oh, um, well, you had me and lost me. You had me and lost me right there. <laughs> Once again, rumour hearsay. But uh, Pokemon could be developing a live-action film connected to Netflix's series. So, according to the Illuminati, which is good then, Netflix is they're, currently they're, developing... Sorry, a, they're a popular, like, leak site. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... They, they are Netflix is currently developing a live action Pokemon film the movie will reportedly not be related to Detective Pikachu instead it will feature an entirely new story but one that's connected to Netflix's other live action Pokemon venture as well so they're working on a live action Pokemon series and they also could be working on another live action film involving Pokemon so after the success of Detective Pikachu I think they're just going all in on this okay like, that's that's fine. I think Pokemon as a brand, yeah, of course they're going to, you know, diversify into every media possible. But you can't just... Like, like I, I think Detective Pikachu was kind of lightning in a bottle in a way because it had so many things going for it. One, it wasn't just, Reynolds. oh, let's... Ryan Reynolds. I, like, at it, just off of... Like Deadpool and Deadpool 2, Ryan Reynolds. Mm. And then you also had like, it wasn't just, oh, let's follow a trainer and see him beat the Elite Four. But it was, no, it's a, it's a mystery. It's a mystery story. That That's a lot of that movie. Also, there's about eight Pokemon models in the whole fucking film. Uh, so I'd like to see more, please. But <laughs> what if, have you seen Warrior? Uh, I haven't. Oh, it's really good. You get a kick out of it. Tom Hardy is excellent. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, Warrior. Yes, I have. Yes, yes. Tom Hardy the fighting one. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do Warrior, yeah, yeah. but with Pokemon. Wouldn't that be unreal? <laughs> we don't care if they die. Let's fuck them up. It's fucking... Oh, R-rated Pokemon. People, like, they See, just die. The, the problem with live-action Pokemon is then you actually get a sense that this is just dog fighting, but just with different animals. That was really weird in Detective Pikachu, because, like, there's just Pokemon surrounded by chain-link fence and yeah. people cheering and laughing, like... Yeah, and, and one of them's going to, like, get viciously hurt. Yeah. Like, especially when you consider, like, they actively think about type advantage... So, like, someone will burn a Pokemon made of grass. That's horrifying. <laughs> this is this is the series we want. Is this the series that people want, you sick bastards? Sick but also, be cool if there was Ash. Give him Pikachu. Let's see what happens. Get Scarlett Johansson to play Ash. Oh, no, and Pikachu. Both. And Pikachu. Multi-talented. Uh, look, I'm not, like... I mm, I don't like this. I think I've come down on the side. I don't like that, and I like See, Pokemon. You were, like Pokemon you were about to say something positive, but you also love Pokemon. So I'm giving you a live action series and film, yeah. Sean. I mean, what's what's the issue? Oh, I've, I think I've just been burned too many times. Mm. Uh, I also think like that's I Pokemon's a fun game. They're like, but I I'm playing the game is the thing. I have agency over that. Mm. But just a Pokemon film that's not Pokemon the first movie, which is a fucking treasure, but don't What make if they that remade like Pokemon the first movie? But they like they kind of already you they burned their Mewtwo bridge already, didn't they? They yeah, kind of, but it's not connected to Detective Pikachu. So you could technically do the Mewtwo reveal again. <sighs> oh, but that movie's perfect, though. And I know I'm biased, because I was literally the peak demographic for it when it Oh, came yeah, out. like it was aimed at you in 2000. Yeah. I was in the fucking sniper rifles of <laughs> fucking Nintendo at that time. But, look, it'll be made. It'll probably be fine. I would argue it would be about as successful as the Pokemon cartoons. I hope the CGI on the Pokemon is good because if it's not it's going to lose all interest from everyone it should there's no excuse other than underfunding for bad CGI Uh, at this point yeah but that's like 
Netflix is weird because you, if you had told me that they were doing a live action Pokemon TV show on fucking the CW, I'd be like, that's going to look like shit. But because yeah. it's Netflix, there is a bit more quality to it. So they maybe, just have unlimited funds. I mean, they're already like a trillion dollars in debt. So they're yeah. just like, fuck it, let's burn some more money. <laughs> but they just have so many users that they have value. So Yeah. I I mean, maybe. I don't think it will be... I don't think it'll be wildly successful. Right, that's a that's, positive spin. <laughs> it's a real nothing statement for me, to be fair. But... I don't think it'll be successful. I don't. Oh, why, yeah. does it, why does everything? This is why does everything need a live action version? Because that's where they make the money. You do but, they, but they've one, already made so life. much money. You're telling me Pokemon hasn't made money up until this They're point? They're absolutely bankrupt. They're selling the feckin' cabinets just the to cabinets. get a bit more money to pay for the air, like the the lights, the gas. They don't pay for themselves, John. They have to start selling some things. Yeah, but, but but surely putting all the money into a live action film when there's already so many things you could be doing. The the person who voices Ash, homeless, homeless these days, can't no, get any work. No, she's not. No, she's not. She hosts a very successful video game show called Hey Ash, what I you disagree. playing? I don't think so. I'm pretty positive homeless because there's oh, no money in it. No, like do you, do, do you follow Ash? Do you just follow Ash? <laughs> <laughs> if, if you ever want to ask me they just redo Pokemon Emerald and I will watch it okay we're going to finish you up this fair, week um, Sean I've got a report that has come out um, from several scoopers several mm-hmm. uh, people who are in the know who have kind of all corroborated what's been going on and that is that the Batman sequel has already been given a green light on oh. the go-ahead, Sean. Interesting. So this is Matt Reeves' The Batman that we were talking so about Matt Reeves's Matt Reeves' The Batman that was meant to come out this year but has been pushed back. Um, we had a few weeks ago that all of the people in the studio, they went to go see the film, got a standard ovation, yada, yada, yada. Who gives a shit? Because they did the same versus Batman versus Superman and all the executives. Yeah, like, best movie ever. So, I mean... Better than Citizen Kane, guys. It, any, any reports that come out of any of that stuff is not worth the paper it's written on. It's It doesn't matter. Just go watch no. the movie yourself. But they've apparently already greenlit a sequel to the film that hasn't come out and isn't coming out until March of next year. Which would imply to me that they are very confident that this is going to do well and they already are thinking, well, next one has to be lined up, so. Yeah, and this was always intended to be a trilogy, right? But they were they hadn't they hadn't allocated funds, say, for number two yet. No, I think they were still waiting on, like, fan reaction. They were still waiting on how, where the world was. Where, where would people be interested in another trilogy? Um, because we were just coming off Batflick. So it was kind of still fresh in people's minds. So I think they were like, right, we'll just do one. And we'll see how that goes. And then we'll yeah. go from there. But, would, like, but that's off the basis of studio executives saying it was were like saying it was good like and liking it so it's based off the studio executives but also just Warner Brothers themselves have apparently already kind of been behind this idea so Matt Reeves must have come to them and said I have a story for two and three okay. and they're like we've seen what you do for what go on or, or. Christopher Nolan just left <laughs> after just trying like, to keep people on how, payroll how do we fuck with Nolan's head lads what do we do um, anyone ideas do another what? fucking trilogy Batman trilogy Batman trilogy um, what if we make what I will market it the best Batman trilogy ever ha 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 yeah and, and, and what we'll do is we'll get a Joker in for number two Bane in for three is ta- what's Hardy doing is Hardy around Hardy we'll get him in for Joker really fuck with Nolan's head Hardy's Joker oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and no one is like just rubbing his temples like oh for fuck's sake let's as a universal Seriously. executive is just like so they're these monsters right and they're they're part of a team <laughs> it could 
just him just reading the script for this set to turn the Batman. He's like, this is fucking good. And he's told like, so we're doing Dracula Told again, but yeah. this time it's told. Dra- we uh, want you involved, Chris. Dracula Retold. Oh. <laughs> Guy sits back. Chris. Talk to Chris, me. I'll, just, I'll let you work with that. You sit, You enjoy that for just a second. Maybe he goes back in time. Maybe time means nothing. Maybe it's forwards, backwards. Just maybe the end of the movie is the star of the movie. You do one of your Nolan tricky tricks and then we'll just add it in. We'll just add it in at the end. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we'll just, you do your thing. We'll, we'll make it work. We'll market it. It'll be fine. It'll, it'll make money. Have the, you uh, seen our logo? Our Dark Universe logo? <laughs> fucking class, Chris. As Matt Reeves is just there like in the Batman costume swinging around having the time of his life (laughs) (laughs) do you think that this is a good idea to already have this lined up but they do also have several series already lined up and ready to go that's true as well so I guess they need to be pretty confident in the property don't they they have a GCPD series already coming out and a Penguin spin-off series Um. Being yeah. Penguin, of course, being played by Colin Farrell in the film, they're already and they've already apparently got other two other spin offs are also planned. So they're bringing out this movie and four spin off series. I mean, they'd be crazy to just leave it at one if they're going to uh, yeah. do that. Like, uh, even if it's pretty good, I would say they'd be giving it a sequel, you know, like. What's it? What like? Surely they know what the, what a bad movie is at this point, don't they? Do I'm they? Gonna leave that. Do, You're gonna leave that they, hang. Just, just do they? Can I just respond to that with? They did make Batman vs Superman, and it got a standard ovation. That's true. And they did they give seventy million dollars to make the Snyder cut. They did. They they made no. Wasn't it like four hundred million? <laughs> Or something stupid. 70 extra million to make, oh, to, yeah. to do yeah. Martian Manhunter, I guess. Oh, that was good, though. I, oh, I didn't money know well the, spent. Mo- the movie needed it. I felt like I needed it. Um, Sean, are you excited, uh, more excited or less excited about the Batman having known they've got a sequel lined up? I think I'm as excited because, okay. as you've said, a standing ovation from the company producing the movie, that means nothing. No. So. From what I've seen so far, the trailers I've seen, this looks like a good movie. I'll watch that. And I might watch a sequel. It'd be nice if they made one, I suppose. Yeah, I, I think I think do the fucking film. Let's see what happens. It should be the should be the idea. Um and I think you bring and I think it could do quite well. Um although it's being called like a horror, it's being called like it's the darkest Batman movie ever, but once again that's all just PR. Um, yeah. We'll just wait until it comes out and see what it's like. Or watch the next trailer. Because the first trailer was pretty great. First trailer was class. Uh, and if the whole movie was like that, that'd be brilliant. Yeah. Um, so I think that's it for this week's Movie Monday, Sean. A lot of rumours and speculation this week, Connor. Mm. But, but tune but in next, next week for Fandom discussion. F- fandom discussion. All the trailers will be broken down here on the show. And so would you like me to take us out? Yes, please. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero Zero, next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Big thanks to everyone who supports us over on Patreon, patreon.com slash Heroes for Hire podcast. Uh, big shout-outs to the award-nominated host of WAMTAT, that's Waffles and Mario Talk About Things. Waffles from... Oh, Waffles, you're after giving me a name here, a town name or a city name... Oh, I'm going to do my <laughs> oh, best. No. Oh, Waffles no. from Aotearoa, New Zealand? Yeah, yeah. I think that's it. I, I mean, it's yeah. definitely not pronounced correctly, but yes. Aotearoa. Uh, Aotearoa. Mm. Oh, I'm offending <laughs> someone. Uh, thanks also to Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Roisin Shrodoshin, Halley, Ryan Wrighttime Evanson, Sean Heroes Don't Do That, Jameson, Dominic, Josiah Florida Gal Green, Anna Team Irish Walrus, Helmroos, Little Dicky. That night they handed out some gifts to the other people. McGrew, what are the gifts? Who knows? Are they death sticks? Uh, <laughs> Danny McLaughlin, Ray, I can't believe Wanda did this, and Sammy DeLucia. Thanks, everyone, for the continued support. 
if you want to listen to movie reviews, we reviewed the Marvel shows. We do a whole bunch of stuff over on the Patreon. So do head over there and check it out. $5 or more a month gets you access to all of that. Other ways to support the show, we do have a spread shirt link down below where you can get Heroes for Hire merch and things like that. Twitter is at Heroes for Hire Pod. The four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Divilments Discussion Group or Heroes for Hire Podcast. Instagram is Heroes for Hire Podcast as well. Whatever podcast platform you're listening on, if you could leave a like or follow or review, any of that at all helps and gets us in front of algorithm gods. We tried to reset the Facebook algorithm last week and oh boys, oh we made a mistake. Uh, It worked out for no one as it turns out. Uh, But you can head over there. But the best way to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just a one, please. And so I think that's about it, Connor. That's okay. So I have been Connor Lawler. I have been Sean Meehan. And we shall see you all next week, guys. Bye. Bye. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.